0: Hello, everybody. Hello. My name's Demaray. And I'm Sarah. And together we are the Laser Girls.
1: That we are.
0: Um, back again after a bit of a hiatus.
1: Uh, we yeah, we uh, tend to do that, don't we? We
0: do, but that's all right. So we're going to do a quick podcast a little bit about, you know, a realization we had um, during our break, which was moving sucks. And <laughs> um, it's hard being an artist and working on cosplay when you live in a one-bedroom apartment in New York. So we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences with how we cope with the lack of space, Um, and then we're also going to talk about, you know, maybe just a little update on what's going on in our lives, and hopefully these podcasts will become a lot more regular in the future now that we've settled into our brand new swanky apartment. It's not really swanky, but... Our modestly, it's, very, it's tiny very nice apartment. It's very nice. Um, it's a, it's a
1: definitely an upgrade. From definitely, definitely the first an upgrade.
0: One. Definitely a price increase, but uh, worth it's it, worth it for sure. Um,
1: so yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about. So let's get started. Um, yeah. So at the uh, end of July, beginning of August, we moved out of uh, the actually the first apartment that we had moved into since graduating from college. We were there for three years which is kind of... It's both a very short short period of time and a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we we took a lot of time in July to kind of go through our stuff and, you know, out with the old and with the new kind mm-hmm. of attitude. And, you know, that, that process of preparing for the move and putting value on your things uh, definitely put a lot into perspective, especially... Uh, you know, kind of looking back on our priorities from fresh out of college, kids, you know, first jobs to now more settled in a longer term career um, and kind of looking towards the future uh, in our mid 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we wanted to kind of share, share our feelings about that. Stop me. I don't know what I'm saying anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I think anyone who's moved, uh, even, you know, we moved a short distance, but anyone who's moved long distances or cross country knows that it's kind of, it's really kind of shitty.
1: (laughs) Especially when you are a maker and you have lots of little things. I mean,
0: to be fair, you know, we, while we had a lot of stuff, I think, honestly, if we put what the stuff we have into perspective, it's not a lot compared to most people. I would say who live in a large home. There's a lot of, of you accumulate a lot of crap. You know, we, we stuffed our old apartment to the brim full of shit. And even then, you know, to me, it wasn't that much stuff. I think Sarah has a different opinion on that, but you know, what's nice about where, where we moved is there's a lot more storage. So hopefully that'll allow us to accumulate more stuff. um, Even though we got rid of a lot of it from our previous move. So yeah. uh, hopefully it's going to help make making things a little bit easier, storing things that we have made, especially costumes. Um, we have our own costume closet now, which is pretty excellent. Uh, we're very happy about that. that. It's going to allow us to better store our stuff, which is something we'll talk a little bit about today. Um,
1: yeah, so that's kind of the biggest thing, <clears throat> right, when you live in New York, anyone that's lived – in the greater New York area, even apartment-style living anywhere, probably, maybe. I'm very, I haven't traveled often, so I can't speak to <laughs> apartment living in the rest of the United States or around the world. But um, I, can, I can say, as someone who makes things, space is always an issue. Yeah. And finding space to do what you need to do is always an issue. Mm-hmm. When you think about a project, a single project that you'll do, uh, for example, we'll take a costume, making Mm -hmm. a costume for Comic-Con. Think about the complexity of that one project and how many types of facilities you would need just to complete that one project. You know, you need to 3D print things or you need to sculpt things out of clay or cut things out of foam You need to be able to paint things, to spray paint things, to spray paint things in the city, and we'll get into that, is one of the hardest things on the planet. But, you know, sculpting, painting, sewing, um, you know, if you have a dress form, there's, there's so many specificities to creating that perfect... Um, environment for that one task and when you Mm -hmm. have a complex project in which you're working in multiple mediums or in multiple styles you need a lot of space for that and you need you need a lot of organization for that and storage for that and in a lot of cases when you live in a studio or a one bedroom uh, you're not going to have that working room that you need and it can get really stressful really quickly just kind of seeing, I remember like in the midst of kind of our con crunch, just slowly like the hallways narrowing and yeah. the the rooms getting smaller just from us buying things and add, bringing our weapons home and, you know, laying out stuff to work. That alone, just having all that stuff in one room drove me crazy and stressed me out significantly more than... finding space to work which was also really difficult and frustrating yeah for sure so it's finding space is a huge challenge um there's a there's a lot of uh, opportunities for you know you could get a you could get a studio space and you or you could join a maker space but you have to pay for those and depending on where you live depending on where your rent is especially here if you're paying for a monthly metro card to get to work on top of rent and utilities and all your other life expenses and then another then essentially you're paying for another room or for a monthly makerspace membership the fees add up really quickly
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: it's hard it's and i don't think you know many people have like that very versatile like solution you know I don't think you really uh get big bangs for your buck here (laughs) um so it's it it can be a difficult process to kind of pick and choose you know your priorities and making those sacrifices and it, it it all compromises your work sometimes um
0: yeah, but, you know, it, but it, it's,
1: it's a lot. It, the, whole asp- the whole space thing is kind of the biggest thing. Yeah. Because if you don't have space to work, you can't work. Yeah. So now all of this is sort of coming off very negative
0: when I think, you know, I want to sort of turn the conversation into helping you come up with like tips and tools to help deal with space limitations. Because we've been able to do it. And we've found ways to do it.
1: Especially uh, <clears> with this move.
0: Well, it's not even I think we've been doing it ever since we moved into our original apartment. I don't even think it's just the fact that we moved into this new apartment. Well I think we
1: definitely I guess I should reword it. We've refined
0: Well, I think our... we've I think we've it's made us sort of start to just think think a little bit more about that. Cause I think in our old place we sort of just piled stuff where it would fit in corners and I think in this new apartment, because it's brand new we're trying to be a little more uh, aware of where our stuff's going and how it's being organized and how it's being stored. So yeah, I think like there's a lot of a lot of new things to talk about, which is good. Um, the first thing I want to mention is that I think uh, having a dedicated space to hold your completed work is really important, and it doesn't need to be. You know, it doesn't need to be its own room or its own closet. It could even be something as small as some drawers in a dresser. Or it could even be, you know, maybe like a tall... If you could, if you could purchase like a cloth... Um, they make these like really nice cloth hanging compartments. It's literally just like a cloth box with a, a nice metal pole where you can hang your stuff. And it's movable and it's collapsible and storable. And just something like that to provide a cover from dust and a- anything else that could get on it is actually really useful if you're doing a lot of dirty work or, you know, just dust collects. and You don't want dust to necessarily collect on your work because then you have to clean it off every time you want to, you-, you know, access it or
1: use it. We have a couple different ways that we consolidate and store, more specifically, all of the odds and ends that come from making costumes. We yeah. have a... Uh, a tiny little drawer system that actually is sitting in our living room. Yeah. And it, it functions as a, uh, a coffee table almost, yeah. so but it, inside yeah. it, we exactly. have all of our notions and grommets, etc. in, yeah. you know, labeled bags. Yeah. Um. All consolidated. And then we've, we've managed to uh, figure out a really good storing solution with, some clear bins some of them go under our bed some of them are in closets um but yeah obviously organization is very
0: important right um so yeah staying organized uh keeping stock i think keeping regular stock of what you have is really important understanding exactly what you have so you don't over purchase the things that you need and then you have to then store that once your project's over, because you don't want to you don't want to trash it. Um, or you know another thing we can we we kind of started doing was selling excess materials or giving it away to other people. Um, that's all. That's a really good practice to keep your stock you know lean so that you're not taking up a lot of unnecessary excess space.
1: Um, we try to project kind of how. The pieces will degrade over time, mm-hmm. uh, what we'll most likely need to replace right. versus other things. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, Demere, you're updating your Princess Mononoke costume. Yeah. And so you know that you're going to have to replace... Replacing know, X amount of things. X amount of mm-hmm. things that you know aren't going to wear as much, so we'll yeah. probably... Purchase maybe a little more of the leather straps mm-hmm. or ties or, you know, paint that you would need to touch up um, and just have enough of that so that, you know, worst case scenario, you can make those tweaks. Yeah. And that, that can be hard to kind of figure out. Um, yeah. But... It's just something to keep in mind when you're planning on buying materials for new work. right and it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, prioritizing, but it's also, um, these are things that, you know, at least we think about when we're constructing them. Um, we know our current living situation. We know most likely how these things are going to be stored, what type of environment they're going to be stored in, you know, is it a, is the room humid a lot of the times? Is it, is it cold most of the times? So when we're making things and we're printing parts, we try our best to kind of project, project those things and, you, know, put that extra UV coating on top of those shoulder pieces, um, or, you know, add that extra layer of sheen or double stitch those snaps in because they're going to be they're going to be having a lot of wear and tear with how we're going to hang the pants that they're on Mm -hmm. so kind of thinking about that at the beginning of your project and kind of playing chess master and seeing the end game before you start playing uh is not only good for 3d modeling but it's also good for uh making your life a lot less stressful when it's time to take the costume off and find a place for it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's really good. Uh, and I, I, I want to stress too that if you have the money to put up monthly a monthly fare for a maker space, a dedicated space in another building, working with other people who are you know of, of a similar mind and that provides you storage space and a workbench... I think you, I mean, you should definitely do it. If you have that expendable income, I would absolutely yeah. just get a Makerspace um, or you know, subscribe to one. And what's also great about Makerspaces is, is they have a huge community around them of really enthusiastic people who can actually probably help push your work to be better. And Collaboration
1: is huge. Yeah,
0: and that, <clears throat> that, yeah, essentially Sarah just brought up my, my next point. But you should definitely uh, think about collaborating with other people. And that will also help uh, kind of save on space and materials and resources. Yeah. Uh, Because if you have a friend who you can utilize their garage to help do some spray painting, well, there you go. You've already solved maybe one of your problems when you're trying to create something. Uh, And that will help not limit you or or it'll help you not feel as limited by space Mm -hmm. um, because you'll have other
1: people's spaces that you can borrow or, you know, habitate for a little bit our good friend leo hi leo um has been one of our collaborators for costumes um he is a very talented sewing master and he's helped me more specifically with my cloud costume and we had an exchange where you know we he would come and i would i would i would i would get him lunch and Mm -hmm. we would work together and Then he would go back and sew it and then he'd pass me the fabric, I'd make my adjustments and Mm -hmm. he would go back and sew it and he had that sewing machine that I didn't have. So he provided a really wonderful opportunity for me to make those pieces happen and at the end of the day we got to collaborate and see each other more as friends and make a memory together that we still have and I learned a lot from him especially about sewing because that's something that I'm not adept in at all and I hope that I was able to impart some sort of takeaway for him as well. Um, he likes to, he, he told me he likes to work on our costumes with us because he likes the challenge of it. So we, it's, it's a really nice collaborative exchange that we have together and that's the best kind of relationships. Um, You know, because everyone, 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 I don't want to say everyone wins, but everyone, you know, gets, gets something out of that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, It's also a good excuse to see your friends more often.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's true.
1: Well, so, and, and so, there's also, yeah. you know,
0: maybe you don't have friends or you don't know people who can help you physically with a project. Uh, There are, and I I unfortunately, I don't know the name of the company that I'm familiar with, but there are in many states, there are companies where, you know, rather than paying someone money to produce something for you, they'll do like a skill trade. So basically it'll be like, you're looking, you know, the common example is you need to get a haircut. Maybe you don't have enough money to pay for a haircut, but you possess some carpentry skills. So what would happen is you set up an ex- a, mon- a non-monetary exchange where it's like okay, I'll get the equivalent of a $70 haircut and I will give you the equivalent of $70 worth of carpentry work or I'll wax your wood floors or I'll hang some curtains, you know. Um so like if you have a skill that you think you could lend to people who lack that skill, try and find those in the community that have the skills that you need and then you guys can do an exchange um you know and that that's a great way to sort of keep you know if you're really low on money you really fix budget for whatever you want to make that will help keep the exchange uh keep the money away from the exchange and, and trade skills rather than money so uh, that's also another handy tip that we want to kind of pass on to you guys to start thinking about Um, So yeah, I mean, I think like one of the biggest things, you know, for us as the Laser Girls is that we do work digitally. And that has Mm -hmm. that is huge. Uh, Both our artwork and our cosplay work are done mostly on a computer to at least at the very beginning or the inception of the work. Uh, The files are created digitally, and then they get manufactured, whether that's on a you know, you're printing on a wide format with a wide formatting jet printer, or you're doing you're creating 3D prints or mixed media work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just that the fact that it does begin on a computer is really great for people who live in small apartments because all you need is a laptop, yeah. and you can make anything. Uh, Even you know,
1: 3D scanning and things like that, you can yeah, you can so use takes your phone a or relatively your Relatively small amount of space for sure. Yeah, there's there's so many possibilities digitally now to create yeah. things. And that's, that's a really exciting thing. Mm-hmm. I know for a bit, um, you know, we're, we both went to art school. We had studio spaces during that time and university resources that we were able to use as students. And it's funny because I was actually just at a party with some of my former classmates and we were talking about this. Yep. Kind of once, you, once we lost that space... And those resources, how much our work has changed, or how much so we don't work on things anymore. Yeah, um, I, I think. But so. I've kind of in the recent, and mm. I think you know from my conversation mm. uh, last night, uh, a lot of people are taking exciting new directions. Yep. You know, and they're using they're using digital uh, services and technology and applications in ways that they. They never expected to use them and it that's a that's a really exciting thing because that's where the innovation is going to happen mm-hmm. so i guess kind of what i'm getting at is uh you know not seeing working working digitally or so consolidated as a negative thing mm-hmm. because it really pushes your creative problem solving and uh, that's where you're gonna really see that you know fruitful innovation that really surprises you yeah
0: no I agree I I, think. I, I mean
1: I think both of us can speak to that mm-hmm. as well absolutely. um especially recently
0: yeah no absolutely um I mean going to school I was a painter I would paint giant paintings and uh I mean I can't do that anymore I don't have the space Uh, paint you know huffing paint themes all day is not safe so I decided to stop doing painting and I moved towards printmaking which still takes up a lot of space so once printmaking was over (laughs) uh, after I graduated I mean you know the last year of my school was I really focused on the 3D modeling and printing aspect of things so I would say that I was already moving in that realm before I lost my studio space Uh, so but Likewise. but yeah, I mean it it honestly it I think having a limited space doesn't limit the your capabilities to produce work that's good. I think it just forces you to think a little more creatively and I think that's actually usually a good thing for most artists. I think being pushed into different mediums that they're uncomfortable with actually tends to produce a lot of a lot more interesting work, a lot more there's a lot more room for experimentation. Um, and I mean, goes that, and that extends in any medium. That's not just art-related. That could be any any type of making f- physical objects.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um,
0: it's, so yeah, I think uh, I think this was a good conversation.
1: Yeah, there's it's got its pros. It's got like it's got its cons. Yeah, it's you know there's always going to be there's always going to be something right. Yeah, and exactly. Um, so yeah, I think we we do have an update for you. Yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, projects and being extra, well, not being extra, but yeah, me being extra.
0: <laughs> we, uh, we have a Comic-Con update, so
1: yeah. I think
0: the last time we spoke to you, we, I, I'm actually, I don't quite remember because it's been a while, but the last time we spoke to you guys, we had decided on what we were doing
1: for Comic-Con. I remember what we said in that podcast. Okay. You were going to be doing Lady Thor, and I was going to do a Gladio Luna. Okay, fusion. okay. So
0: this was a while back. A um, lot has changed. A lot has changed due to the move, which yeah. took us, you know, a good solid month away from being able to work on our costumes. We lost some. We lost time. some time, uh, which sucks. But but things are good because Sarah is now. Do you want to talk about your costume? Sure.
1: Um, for for a hot second, and so, then I'll talk about what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna. Uh, so I've I've changed my idea about six thousand times. That's Jeez. kind of the running gag of this Comic Con prep season. Yep. Um. So I've essentially abandoned that whole idea, the past one. Yep. And now what I've been working on for the past couple weeks has been um, Luna Freya as the Oracle. So if anyone remembers. <laughs>
0: The, and no one does. No, well,
1: <laughs> there's this one shot of Luna that's in the game where she is it's
0: like a painting. kind of, it's like
1: a, it's a painting and it's a painting of her of like a procession and she's the oracle. She's got like a It's like her is Jesus, her is Jesus, or Moses or whoever, leading her people some sort of prophetess. Yeah. It's not a word, but you know. Um she's got a, you know, a hat on, she's got a cape on. She's very regal. She's kind of in like Her summoner, she's not a summoner. I keep saying summoner. I know. In her oracle garb, and it looks like she's processing to do a ceremony of some sort. If Luna was a
0: playable character, she would be
1: a summoner. A summoner. Potentially. But she's got healing. She yeah. She'd be like. She'd be I always like, call her Summoner Luna, like Summoner Yuna from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Summoner Luna. That's kind of my joke. So that, that's kind so, of your costume. Yeah, is Summoner, Summoner Luna. Luna. That's um, pretty funny. So sure. essentially, I am taking that reference image and I am heavily interpreting it to yeah. create my own Oracle Luna Freya costume. Yeah. Uh, this still includes her trident. So I I 3D printed the trident. You can actually check out the blog I did a post on it Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 3d printing a hat or a headpiece I keep calling it a hat it's not a hat (laughs) Uh, that's very uh pedestrian for what this thing actually is um and I'm printing some notions so I have some buttons and I've got a white satin dress I'm making uh hopefully Leo's gonna help me uh make a white and silver cape and I'm gonna be ice blonde, and it's essentially the exact opposite. If anyone knows me, of everything that I am, <laughs> which is exciting and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's very out of my comfort zone. Um. But I'm glad this is the direction I'm going in. Yeah. And it's almost September, and things are moving forward, but they could be moving faster. Mm-hmm. So they always.
0: Could. I uh, I hope it's, I true finish. It's for everything.
1: Um, but my, obviously, as, as I mentioned, my costume has changed a lot, but uh, I think yours has changed more than mine. <laughs> yeah, it has changed. Uh, so I was originally going
0: to uh, cosplay as Jane Foster's Lady Thor, or Jane Foster's Thor, not Jane Foster's Lady Thor, uh, or Lady Thor, you could say. Uh, but I have realized that, you know, I started creating, I started working on the project in June which only gave me about four months to complete it. And I realized that since the hammer had taken me nearly a whole month to fabricate alone, uh, right. the rest of the piece was going to take me far longer. And I I didn't want to rush it, and I didn't want to
1: half-ass any of the components of the costume. So This is like one of Demaree's dream costumes. Yeah, I mean,
0: this is going to be sort of like the pivotal costume, for the quintessential iconic costume just for me because it it requires a lot of engineering and it's very complex and it's got there's some really beautiful uh like uh, filigree work on the actual armor pieces and it's huge like it's a physically large uh piece pieces to make so i'm gonna save some money up and i'm gonna do it for next year and i'm gonna do it complete so I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm really jazzed about it. It's going to be a year-long project that I think is going to look pretty awesome when it's done, but it's just not going to be ready for October. So mm-hmm. I decided, um, well, a couple of things are going to happen. I'm going to do multiple costumes for Comic-Con. They're all going to be costumes that I have that I've done before, but... Uh, I want to kind of update some of them. So one of the first costume that I'm really focusing on is uh, Princess Mononoke's San, which was my very first cosplay of all time. Period. Demory's kind um, of
1: known in our friend circle for being for being San. San. So
0: she she's my one of she's one of my favorite ladies of all time in any in anything in any media. And uh, I think, you know, because it is the 20th anniversary of the film this year, I wanted to sort of revisit her costume and and make a lot of uh, adjustments and updates to it. So I'm going to be reprinting her mask, but I did the full mask the first round. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing her half mask for for version two, um, which is great because it'll show off the earrings that I 3D printed. That you forgot to wear. That I forgot to wear last time. It's going to kind of better show off the makeup application that Sarah did, which is amazing. Um, We're making adjustments to the makeup application. We're going to make adjustments to makeup application. So, the first round, I did the scars, the scarring with uh, prosthetic silicone. Stupid. Which. Well, I, it was don't, it, no, I don't. No, I don't think it was. was I don't no, think it, it was stupid. looked
1: good. But it took, looked good. It took like two or
0: three hours it, to get her in. It them. took two or three hours to get into <laughs> and we couldn't get them to set properly. So I was just getting red on everything, um, which yeah, was which was seven. I was really self conscious about during the entire con. So this time around, we're gonna do temporary tattoos, which I think are actually gonna look a lot better. They're gonna work a lot better. Um, so yeah, we're doing temporary tattoos for the for the scar marks. You're reprinting um, the spears. I'm reprinting the spears. Uh, I'm gonna be wear- I'm gonna be adding an additional necklace. So I'm I'm getting. Um, I'm collaborating with an Etsy maker to create the crystal dagger that Ashitaka gives San at the latter half of the film. Uh, which sort of ties very well into the half mask because all of this is sort of like I feel like my first re- like edition of the costume was the first, you know, few minutes of the film when Sans' character is introduced, and then this second iteration of the costume is going to be her post meeting Ashitaka, post war with yeah. the humans. It's going to be sort of a really interesting, different costume even though it's the same look stay
1: tuned for a podcast not a podcast the blog a blog post, post. On that. well
0: you know we can also we'll do a podcast about it too we'll
1: talk a little more we'll, in do, detail our about it. we'll con do our post we'll do our post con experience because we always do
0: that every year and it's usually a pretty popular podcast <laughs> uh so yeah that's that's sort of what we're working on um and I'm very excited I'm also gonna dress up as either lightning for day two of comic-con or I'm gonna go as Ripley uh because Ripley I went to I went. To, I did Ripley at Icon at L Icon, and um, you well, want to wear it again? I want to wear it again. I want to wear it again. I didn't think enough people saw it. Uh, you know, I didn't get to talk to anybody about Ripley, and you know, I do love the Alien films. And I didn't meet a lot of fans at Icon, so I want to meet some more fans at uh, New York Comic Con who I think would love
1: to talk about Alien. I'd love to talk about Ripley. So, so if you are going and you want to talk about these things. Yeah,
0: you want to talk about Alien. You want to talk about the new Alien film. I'd love to talk about that with you. You know, there's 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 cool stuff in the Alien. You like pina coladas and getting Ge- caught in the rain. Exactly. There's cool stuff happening in the world of, of Giger and Aliens and, and Ridley Scott. So there's a lot to talk about. Uh, so yeah, I will be Ripley uh We don't know what
1: days yet. Don't know exactly
0: what days we're going to do it. I'm thinking Friday is going to be Sunday and Saturday is going to be Ripley. But I may switch it up depending on how. We're not going on Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. <laughs> sorry guys. Thurs. Don't get don't get your hopes up for Saturday. Thursday, Friday. Well, we we'll normally No,
1: it makes sense. We normally go Saturday. It's like we our do. one out of costume day because it's so crazy. But but we've decided that it's gonna be so so crazy this year that yeah. I
0: think Thursday and Friday are gonna be just as crowded.
1: Yeah. So we're being so... like grumpy old ladies about it, but yeah. We. We're gonna uh, putting our costumes on. um, Especially last year was very physically taxing for us. Mm -hmm. It was very painful. We were sore for days after. Uh, we didn't eat drink or pee for like 12 hours once we were strapped into yeah. them so I mean, we're yeah. trying to be a little better to ourselves which we we have been the we last have been, the last yeah. few
0: costumes have been very wearable yes you know i i won't be able to speak for lady thor next year hopefully it's going to be very wearable you'll but be able to pee in that
1: yeah like that's we'll that's kind of the make or the break test. like can you go to the can bathroom you pee in, in it? it alone alone yeah because Cloud, it's a two-man job. It's a two-man job for Cloud, um, so... Maybe too much information, maybe not. No, I don't know fine. if I'm going to be able to pee in mine, but...
0: You'll be fine. You'll have the pickup in the back. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'll keep
1: you posted on whether or not... <laughs> I know this is really... You know, you're really curious about whether or not Sarah's going to be able to pee yeah. in this dress. <laughs> um, so, yeah... With that, stop me. With
0: that. uh, So that's our update. Hopefully these will be a lot more regular now that we've moved and sort of settled into our new apartment. Uh, So yeah, that's all we got. That's all we got. Check out the blog. Check out the blog where there's new content coming up. The updates for the Mononoke costume are going to be heading up there. Uh, Check out Shapeways uh, Magazine. Oh yeah, we are writing for shapeways magazine now so go ahead and check that out uh obviously check out our instagram our facebook on occasion uh yeah facebook all the time facebook all the time why not yeah why not uh so yeah oh also check out our um no wait i just said the blog check it out again if you if you if you've been there in the last 30 seconds
1: go back refresh the page Check it out again. Lasergirlstudio.com, yep. Shapeways magazine. Yep. Twitter, Instagram, yep. Facebook at the Lasergirls. Yep. There you go. That you did a better. It. You did a better job than I did. Boom, um, anyway, baby.
0: Uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.